In this podcast, I'm definitely talking about the magical time of postpartum and what you probably need to have in place in terms of what meals you should plan, how you should make sure that you're taking care of yourself because your whole body is going to be focused on that tiny little cute human. What can you do in terms of planning visits? How should you go about it? And then an emphasis on, guess what? You probably need to spend some time alone. I really hope that this episode is good for you. I think I'm really excited to share it with you and I hope you have a lovely day. Welcome to the New Mom Doc Podcast, where we dive headfirst into the beautiful chaos of motherhood. I'm Dr. Kaylin Galloway, your host and fellow new mom. Join me as we navigate the sleepless nights, endless diapers, and the roller coasters of emotions that come with this crazy journey. In each episode, we'll tackle the real struggles of pregnancy, postpartum, and everything in between. I'll share practical tips, heartfelt stories, and expert insights to help you thrive in this new chapter of life. With a mix of humor, empathy, and evidence-based advice, we'll explore ways to prioritize your mental health and find joy amidst the chaos. So grab your cup of coffee, put on your headphones, and get ready to embrace the adventures of motherhood. As a naturopathic physician, I aim to embrace the principle of docere, which is Latin for to teach, which is my exact desire for this podcast is to teach you more about your body and about health. But none of this should be considered advice, specifically medical advice. Any and all health decisions should be done with your personal physician. Can I just say that people told me that the uh, fourth trimester or the postpartum period was very different and you know I there was a lot of people that told me about how it's exhausting and awful and like there's you're never gonna get sleep and you're gonna be exhausted but I don't think people really describe the sort of tunnel vision that you get during that period and I felt like after three months of you know eating sleeping pooping (laughs) being changing diapers uh, just this constant eat sleep poop, eat, sleep, poop, eat, sleep, poop. Like it just kind of, it didn't really ever get to the point where I was tired of it or that I feel like I was mentally conscious of my fatigue until the three months had passed. And then suddenly there was this magic veil that lifted and was like, oh, I exist as a person. It felt like I was one with my child. It felt like I was unified with my child. It didn't feel like a uh, burden. Now, maybe that's my own personal experience, but it is interesting that during those three months, it just felt like I didn't, it, it wasn't, I was not selfish. I was absolutely not selfish. I was not able to think about my own needs at all. And I don't think I needed to because it was just three months. But that being said, there are things and action steps that I took to make sure that I actually took care of myself. And the first thing I did was I planned out my meals. So I used the family freezer meals and I created my own meals and put them in the freezer during my third trimester. Um, And you can only put them in the 
freezer for three months so I had to do it like pretty late on so I'd have it enough meals for to get through the day one thing I didn't do was create like a meal train or have people bring over food or whatnot some people offered on, on the nice in the nicest possible way <laughs> but I didn't really do that um, but that would be another great option the other thing was like have snacks have snacks in the cart next to your nursery in the diaper bag near the bathroom in your car next to the car seat like where your baby's not going to get them but like if you constantly have this reminder that you also matter and have to eat your body will go oh wait wait I have to and like that includes also like water and coffee and all the things that you need to survive the other thing that I did was that I had freezer meals for when I couldn't muster up any ability to cook but I also had uh, groceries delivered I actually chose to do hungry root um, I'll put a link down below and a coupon code if you guys are interested but it it really did help me I think it was really vital for my husband and I to do it it was slightly more expensive than if I had just budgeted out my groceries myself but it was so darn convenient and everything tasted so good I had maybe like 10 minutes of work I had to do with putting stuff together. Some nights it was less. They were healthy. They were delicious. I was craving the stuff by the end of the week and I had so much more energy than I had I not done it. So I definitely would recommend doing something along those lines. I know there's like HelloFresh or other things that are available. I just liked the simplicity and health factor that was with Hungry Root and it was just so easy. It's like my favorite thing. I got so excited when the box came. <laughs> <laughs> and then also making sure that those snacks are like heavy in protein as well so it's going to make you full and it's going to last you longer in terms of energy output and so that's something that I would definitely recommend and the last the second thing I would say is plan out your visits people plan out your visits strategically for the days when you really need help for instance I was having to go to a bunch of appointments for my son's club feet diagnosis and so I made sure that the grandparents were going to be there during each of those during the first couple weeks. They didn't really see both my parents and my husband's parents live out of state and so they they couldn't be there for the birth because of COVID and then because of just distance and so they came during the uh, first casting and the second casting respectively and so I had someone there to support me during specific times in my postpartum. And I think that looking back, it was really beautiful because those first two weeks, I didn't have any money over. We did not see anybody. I took my son to see my husband's work like once. <laughs> and But other than that, it was just me and baby. And when my husband got off work, it was me, baby, and my husband. It was just us. That's it. And I was recovering from a C-section. I was recovering from a very hard third trimester and so I found that that having that boundary of like this is just us this is just my family was really good for me and I you know that might be different for you you might want people around you all the time and have clear set ideas of who's going to be there and so that you're not alone but I felt like that bonding time was so beautiful so when you plan visits for people make sure that they're scheduled make sure you set boundaries for when people are, are there have a clear set script for when you want people to leave because it's okay to say I've had enough I'm gonna go lay down like you can say no it's perfectly okay for you to say no especially in this time frame have a set list of chores that you want people 
to do because people are going to offer, hey, if there's anything else, anything else I can do for you or is there anything else I can help you with? And you're going to be so tired and so focused on getting the baby fed. You're not going to really have a list in your head of what to do. But if you have like a list on the wall of like a command center of all the things that you would like it to get done in a day, you say, look, I have all these chores to do. And you could just say, like, can you just do one of on the list? Anything that you anything that you feel called to do? Um, and then when people come over and you're planning that, if you don't want people to hold your baby, baby wear them, it's, it's perfectly fine for them to be next to you. It's okay for you to want to have people hold your baby. That's a normal response too. But also, people are not entitled to hold your child. And sometimes they feel like they are. So... If you feel uncomfortable, put the baby in your in in your in a wrap. They're gonna fall asleep, and the people that come to visit you should be happy to see you as well, and just be able to look at the baby and be happy. And then lastly, yes, I said this was kind of optional. I think I did a more extended amount of alone time than most people, but I do think that you need to schedule time where you're just alone with your child, because that's like a really important time for you to bond. You've spent nine months really trying to picture this child and to understand what it's going to be like to be a mom. And it's really hard to have those moments of silence where you really get to bond in a way that nothing, like no one else has ever bonded with you. And so it's really important for you to get the confidence to know that you can do this alone. And you can build that relationship and they can trust you and know that you're going to be there. And, and if people are there, they definitely can. But it's just, it's a very intimate time. And you both are kind of so connected, so intricately connected, especially in those three months. You feel like one. You feel like a unity. You feel like I couldn't separate from him if I tried. And I know I had a beautiful privilege that I got to stay home those three months. But I would say it is super, 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 super important that you schedule the time. Uh, and then before I go, one thing I just really will say this is, this is your life. This is your family. This is what you get to decide it is. You get to decide what you're eating. You get to decide what you're not eating. You get to decide who gets to see your baby, how they touch your baby, who holds them, and who does not. It is not, it is, it is not as if everyone is entitled to have and experience your child right now. You're the only one entitled to that so long as you're there to support and care for them and you're standing up for that relationship. But if you have pushback, if you have people telling you that the boundaries that you set are one, not reasonable or crazy or not how they would do it, guess what? You're in charge. You can say no. You can, even if they are family members. And that's hurtful and that's, that's going to cause drama at first. But also what you allow, let me phrase that, <laughs> rewind, what you ignore you allow. What you let go of right now will continue. And when you let it continue and you let it stew and you give it a pass now, it makes it really hard to stand up for it later. So I would definitely try to have an idea of what you're doing. And in the last episode, I talked about journaling communication strategies and having ideas already pre-planned. But I would just keep in mind that I would have 
the practice of just saying no to people in my mind because I didn't realize how much of motherhood was was having to say no and I'm I'm at the no stage of toddlerhood so literally everything is no but I have to say it in a way that's not no so I'm, I'm really practicing the the not no no <laughs> the distracting no like you cannot do that but we're gonna go over here and play blocks you cannot empty out my water filter full of clean delicious water that is going to take a half hour to refilter no you can't do that but we can go do some shiny toy over here yes and it's possible for you to have that distinction so I would definitely find a way to get some internal peace some moments of self-reflection on what you do actually want and what you don't want hold what you do want as an uh, as an ideal Know that your postpartum period is never going to be what you absolutely dreamed of. The other thing is decide what your ultimatums are. What is your closed fist decisions? What are things you are not going to budge on that you are absolutely not going to allow? And it is still okay that you do not want those things. It is okay even if you meet resistance. A healthy relationship will allow boundaries and still respect you as a person and not get angry. A healthy person will respect your boundaries. Let me phrase that. It's okay for someone to get angry at your boundaries. Their emotions are not your responsibility. But someone that wants to actually expand a relationship with you will respect your boundaries even if they don't understand them. So I would just definitely sit with that, especially while you're pregnant, so that you know that you actually still have to have some firm firm boundaries when you when you have a child. And it's so rewarding, but it is so hard. Let me know if you have any questions. You can find me at the, the New Mom Doc on Facebook. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me on this incredible journey through the New Mom Doc podcast. Remember, you're not alone on this wild adventure called motherhood. I hope that you enjoy this episode that brought practical, valuable insights and a sense of community. As we wrap up, remember to prioritize your self-care, lean on your support system, and embrace the beautiful messiness of being a mom. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me, and it helps other new moms discover this podcast. And as always, remember, you're an incredible, loving, and capable mom. Together, we're rewriting the book on motherhood and empowering each other to thrive. 